RavingLunaticMania.com. Quick Rants, episode 49, Tipping Point. Pre-rant disclaimer, service industry workers bust their ass. They run around getting you refills, making sure your order gets to the kitchen correctly and arrives the way you ordered it. They have to deal with grumpy, arrogant dickbags all day long. Then they also have to deal with lonely men trying every pickup line they can think of and then getting angry when they won't hand them their number. Bartenders have to listen to regular customers complain about their life to them, be it finances, their love life, or their kids. The poor bartender probably wants to slap Mopey Joe or Jill in the face with the dish towel and remind them, I'm working a bar for tips. How fucking glamorous do you think my life is? But instead, they have to smile, tell a joke, and make a judgment call if you can handle the next double fireball you just ordered, or if this is the one that makes you puke in the corner and throw a chair at the bouncer. No, service workers work hard, and what makes the good ones great at their craft is you never know they despise you. They have that smile or joke. They deal with you screaming at them because the chef screwed up your steak, or the busboy didn't wash the silverware well enough, or even the overpricing of the menu by management. The good ones are literally saints amongst us, and they deserve every bit of 20% and more because no matter how shitty their day is and no matter how much of a raging son of a bitch you end up being they can't tell you where to shove your fucking pretentious ass attitude so tip your waiter and waitress take care of your bartender hell tip your barber or stylist if they do a good job but it is time to discuss tipping and when it is and is not appropriate because it's getting out of hand There is a threefold test to determine if you deserve a tip for doing your job. 1. Do you do something for the customer that is adding value to the product or service purchased? 2. Do you get paid a full hourly wage above or equal to at least minimum wage? And 3. Did you earn it? Number 1 is obvious. Waiters and waitresses deliver food and make sure you have a good dining experience. They bring your dishware and clear the table. They do the work so all you have to do is shovel food down your throat and leave. A barber can make sure detail work is done well enough to increase the quality of your haircut. A dealer at the casino can make the table and game enjoyable even if you are losing. These people provide a service and it adds value. You know who doesn't? The cashier at Dunkin' Donuts or the coffee barista at Starbucks. You gave me the same donut and coffee the next person back there could have. You rang it up on the cash register, processed the sale, turned around, and handed me a donut and coffee the same as anyone else. Sorry, zero value was added. Moving on to number two. Do you get paid a full hourly wage? Now, this doesn't necessarily disqualify you from getting a tip, but it can a hairstylist, as I said earlier, who puts extra time in to add quality, or the aforementioned casino dealer who has jokes, quite frankly, does more than deal the cards or just cut your hair. Maybe you're a landscaper who went above and beyond the scope of work and therefore deserve a little extra. You may get a full hourly wage, but you also added value by doing more than expected and you have earned the tip. 
The cashier of Pizza Hut who hands me my pizza on a takeout order and rings out the order has added no value and provided no service other than giving me the product I ordered in the manner that I ordered it. I am not tipping a takeout order at any restaurant unless the food is walked to my car, which then is adding a service because I didn't have to get my lazy ass out of the car and walk into the restaurant. So you may be asking, why the hell is he so mad about this? What is the genesis of this anger? Here it is. I walked into my local convenience store and at the cash register was a tip jar. For what? The cashier gets paid a full hourly wage. Yeah, probably minimum wage, but this person is not working for tips. What service has been performed? What value has been added by that service? Now, someone asked me, is it a convenience store that has a deli and serves sandwiches? Who gives a fuck? The sandwich maker gets paid a full hourly rate, as does the meat slicer, who is often the same person as the cashier. Maybe they should make more than $9 an hour, but it's not my job as the consumer to make sure the business owner's employees make a proper wage. Sorry, sandwich maker is not the same as a waitress. No matter how nicely you arrange the tomatoes and artistically add the pickles with a slurly line of mayo, my sandwich will taste the same as if someone else made it. And you get paid a full hourly wage. Maybe it's a shitty wage, but it's a full minimum wage or above hourly wage tipping is getting out of control. I have friends who are dealers at the casino and I get they have a hard job and I would not get through one shift as a blackjack dealer before I cracked a player over the head with a shoe of cards. That said, one dealer told me I should be tipping her 20% of my winnings per hour. Fuck you! So if I win $1,000 in an hour and tip you 200 then lose that $1,000 back in the next hour and 500 more of my own money, are you giving me back my $200? No fucking way, and I know that for a fact because I have done it before. My money is gone, and while the dealer adds value, they don't add $200 an hour value. In the end, you turn the cards over and make small talk and some jokes. I'll tip the dealer at the end of the night. If I win, and if I happen to get lucky and win $5,000, I'm sure as hell not leaving the dealer $1,000 for turning the cards. Now, I'm not saying that dealers don't deserve $25 an hour, but maybe it's the casino's job to pay them that rate and not the customer of the business that employs them. I'm also not tipping cashiers who ring me out for paying for a product and add no other service aside from handing me my food or product. I will continue tipping true service workers who do not get paid a full hourly rate, and in that case, I'll tip them at least 20%. This also extends to GoFundMe accounts and other fundraising events. The only GoFundMes I will consider donating to are ones that A, fund a creative project I'm interested in, like say funding a new Firefly series, B, a legitimate charity like cancer research or disaster release, or C, a GoFundMe account for someone's tragic personal loss, such as a person fighting cancer or a friend who's been struck by a natural disaster, something that someone couldn't account for and you need a little help from society to overcome it. That's reasonable. What I'm not doing ever again is donating to a fundraiser for someone's extracurricular activities. And no, I'm not talking about kids extracurricular activities although for the most part if you're not a family member or a friend of mine or a decent friend of mine I'm probably not donating to make sure that your kid can play baseball or go to dance recital because ultimately that's your job as the child's parent to make sure your kid can do their extracurricular activities not the rest of societies but I digress the big offender here are adults who want you to donate to a fundraiser for their happy fun time activities 
I play softball. Every spring, my team tries to run fundraisers so that no one actually has to pay to play softball, which is more expensive than you think because your team needs at least two jerseys for out-of-town tournaments at $30 a piece, or matching hooded sweatshirts for cold games, hats, and matching spikes, not to mention travel fees. The cost of running a tournament team can be in excess of $10,000, and I'm not joking. Instead of asking each player to make a contribution, we ask each player to guilt trip their friends into selling fundraiser tickets. Just what I want to do. Ask my friend to buy a $20 ticket for him and his wife or girlfriend so that they can come to a bar and enjoy free shitty well drinks for two hours and some half-cold rigatoni, salad in a bag, disgusting wings, and pizza. Hey, that's worth $40, isn't it? Unless you're a hardcore drinker, you never get your money out of this. Unless you really like craptastic catered buffet food and well screwdrivers, you're losing out. So no, I promise you, I am not buying a ticket to a fundraiser for an adult's extracurricular activities, and I will not ask you to buy one for any of mine. If you want to play softball, fucking pay for it yourself and don't ask anyone to subsidize your downtime activities. I don't ask people to buy a fundraiser ticket so I can go buy PS4 games to play. In the past, I was suckered into half-assedly selling these these softball fundraisers. I promise you, I won't ever even half-assedly ask on Facebook again because it is complete bullshit for me to ask someone to donate money to help me fund my playtime activities. And this is really the crux of it. Everyone wants to be able to enjoy life and do the things they want to do. They can't because the private sector has let them down. GDP in America has been increasing for decades and the real median wage is nearly flat. That means that all that extra production, all that revenue, all that profit has gone straight into the pockets of business owners and just about none of it has gone to the working Joe and Jane average. Average Jill is just trying to make ends meet, and since her employer isn't offering anything more than a 2% cost of living raise, if that, she puts a tip jar out on the counter and some asshole like me gets mad at her for doing it. Or maybe Joe, the delivery driver, really wants to play another year of softball with his buddies, but just doesn't have $800 to contribute. He has kids after all, so he tries to get people he knows to buy a $20 ticket or buy a Super Bowl square so that he can play. I actually get why this is happening, but we need to stop this. We, people who labor and consume, are just asking each other to help solve financial issues that we have. When you work at Subway and are getting paid eight seventy-five an hour to make a sub and it doesn't pay the bills and you put out a tip jar, you're asking someone else other than business owners to increase your wages for you. The reason this is happening is because business has refused to pass on a remotely fair percentage of profit growth to labor while squeezing every last dollar out of the consumer on the price point. The only way for consumers and workers to attempt to make up the difference between what they make and what they need to make is to turn jobs that weren't tip-based in the past into tip-based jobs or to use crowdfunding for things like buying their kids back to school clothes or paying for their softball team's trip to Jacksonville for Worlds. Business owners and the richest Americans complain the loudest about the working man or woman looking for a handout instead of working hard to get what they want in life. Well, Mr. CEO, the reason some have started looking for the government to handle things like healthcare or education and why Bernie Sanders' message resonates so much with the upcoming generation of voters is that you have failed to provide them with a sufficient wage and quality of life to keep them motivated to work for it. You want them to work hard? Pay them a little bit more instead of putting all the profit back up into the hands of the shareholders 
and the people who own the business. I'm not saying you put all of it back into the hands of labor and consumer, but if profit increases by $100,000 in a year, maybe 20,000 of it can be redirected into the labor that worked to earn that profit. And maybe you also don't have to increase prices by 25% again next year so that you can increase it again and not pass any of that on to labor or to the consumer in the form of not raising prices. Look, I get why I am bombarded by fundraiser requests for adults or kids athletic teams. I get why the Dunkin' Donuts girl is putting out a tip jar. But we need to stop as consumers letting business off the hook. It is not our job as customers to subsidize a business owner's labor cost, especially not when business is doing as well as it is in this country for as long as it has been. Don't believe the lie that business is not doing well. The largest businesses are doing better than ever, and wages have not moved concurrently with GDP. So that is why I won't tip non-traditional service workers. Not because I am unsympathetic, but because I am not going to help employers cut their payroll overhead and pocket even more profit from the good or service they sold me. It's not my job or my social responsibility. It's business owners and employers job and social responsibility to pay their employees a fair wage not society's job to come up with that shortfall this has been a quick rant a raving lunatic media production if you liked this podcast please consider rating it in the itunes store or on whatever podcatcher you're listening on you can also email us at contact at ravinglunaticmedia.com and check out our website ravinglunaticmedia.com and see the other podcasts that we have going on there. As always, thank you for listening.